I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs. This is the Michigan Maniac Podcast, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. Uh, This is the draft result episode uh super excited about this because this actually gives me something i want to talk about uh just it's fresh you know it's new it gives you kind of the hope that football is going to be played right um so with that being said um let's get into the housekeeping of it all and that is that uh obviously the michigan maniac logo uh, sticker can be yours uh, if you go ahead and, t- and go to uh, Apple Podcasts or iTunes, pretty much same thing. Leave a review that helps uh, get me into the algorithm so people can find us a little bit easier. Uh, also, go to the Michigan Maniac fan page, leave a review there as well. Hit me up, uh, private message on the fan page, or uh, DM me on Instagram. Give me your full name, your address. And which platform you put it on, and I will get you a sticker for free. Don't worry about it. It's fantastic. It's awesome. So now let's get to it, right? This was kind of an interesting and exciting draft. I mean, if you really watched it, it was odd, first of all. Very odd to see see, uh, everything at home, you know very virtual reality just very not great but that doesn't mean that the results weren't fantastic right um i really feel bad for like joe burrow being the number one pick overall and you don't get to go up in front of madison square garden or in vegas wherever they had it planned for vegas in front of all the fans and everything and really uh, feel that excitement. But either way, doesn't matter. Uh, let's talk about how exciting this was for Michigan football. Um, the It was pretty fucking amazing. I'll be honest. Day one. Okay, we had one guy go day one. That's cool. Uh, no big surprise. Uh, Ruiz went to the Saints. I know they had picked a center what maybe a draft two one or two earlier um who had played a big part over the last couple of seasons so maybe they're looking to move him i think uh ruiz is going to be an amazing first round draft pick for the saints i think he's going to be a great center obviously smart athletic fantastic player uh so no 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 real surprise there but the real surprise well one of the main surprises of this draft for me was um, Uche, Josh fucking Uche pulling off the second round draft pick to the Patriots. That's exciting. I have to be honest. That is fucking exciting. And that is one of many surprises for me in, in this draft. Like, I'm sure you guys, um, there's a few that probably shocked you. I don't know. 
Uh, let's go over that because Uche, obviously, f- second round draft pick, fucking fantastic. Well deserved. I think Belichick's going to make him into an absolute beast. Uh, I, I definitely think he's going to outshine Winovich. I think Winovich is doing great there, by the way. I'm not, I don't, nothing taken away from Winovich, but I think Uche's just got that next level in him. You know, he's got that next step, the next gear, as they say, right? But for me, the biggest surprise, obviously, Uche. And then how about fucking Jordan Glasgow? Pulling that shit out. No one thought he was even going to get drafted, let alone pulling out a sixth-round draft pick. God bless that kid. Going to the Colts. I don't know how he's going. I don't know what position really he's going to do. I don't know what he's going to play. I mean, is he a linebacker? Maybe. He puts on a few more pounds. Maybe he can be a linebacker. I mean, in today's football, you don't have to be huge to be a linebacker in the NFL anymore. Um, Also... I mean, let's face it, he could be a safety. That's where he started off originally at at Michigan. But to be uh, a walk-on and get into the NFL and be the highest, the best tackler in college football, to be in the running for an award, I think it was the Bednarik Bednarik, I think maybe, or I can't remember which which award it was that he was in the running for. Granted, he wasn't going to win, but still, a walk on did this. That gives you an idea. This is, I'll get to this in a minute, but a lot of what kind of uh, gets me excited and also makes me worry about Michigan is the way we develop players. And I'll get to that in a second. But fantastic job, Jordan. I mean, Captain Caveman doing a fantastic job getting into the NFL with his brothers. The pedigree, phenomenal. Awesome. Can't wait to see what this kid does with uh, the Colts. I'm excited to see that. Um, One, I totally even forgot... Uh, did it. I, I mean, just now I just posted it on Instagram on that, the Michigan maniac podcast. And that is Mike Dana, Mike Dana going to the chiefs. What? Who saw that in the fifth round? He wasn't even invited to the fucking combine. And that dude pulls out a fifth round draft pick. Man, that is, that's fucking exciting for that kid. Super excited for that kid. He did make some noise at Michigan. Uh, wish we could have had him more. I mean, he, I, as a matter of fact, wasted his time at Central, but who knows? He probably tried a few more times to get there, whatever it is. I don't care. Glad he was a Michigan Wolverine. Glad he got fucking drafted. I mean, fifth round. Fifth round. Was it invited to the combine? No one was talking about him. He was a lost man, a man on his own island, and the motherfucker pulled out a fifth round draft pick. Fantastic. Um, Josh Metellus, another surpriser for me. I. I mean, I guess I wasn't too surprised he got drafted. I mean, he has a lot of plus. He has a lot of positives, but well, I mean, for a sixth round draft pick, he's got a lot of positives. But still, he's in the fucking game. I mean, he's in the league, man. That's fucking exciting. I don't know if he's going to be a safety, though. I don't, I don't know if they put about 20 more pounds on him and make him play linebacker. Because uh, he did play Viper in that one uh, Orange Bowl game against Florida State. So we'll see how that plays out. I mean, glad for him. I mean, a, a true dream come true for for him. And, and the Vikings could be a pretty good landing spot for uh, old Metellus. That surprised me. I... I I thought he might have been undrafted free agent. Now, um, some of the now, am I the only one? Can I say this? Am I the only one who uh, 
really believed in John Runyon and was shocked that he went so low in the draft. I mean, granted, he wasn't going to be an NFL t- uh, tackle. Just he's not his dad. He's six five. His dad six nine. His dad might have been the prototypical best uh, tackle to ever play the game. And if you doubt me, go back and look at his stats. John Runyon Senior is one of the best, meanest, gnarliest motherfucking tackles in the NF- in NFL history. Easy, plain and simple. Uh, so, no, he wasn't going to be a tackle, but the, how smart he was, how smart John Run Jr. is, how how much he's progressed in this short time at Michigan, how he was, what, a two-time All-Big Ten Offensive Lineman of the Year or whatever, or first team, whatever whatever it is, fuck it. Uh, all these things, man. Of course he's a guard. I mean, he's athletic. He's smart. He has the pedigree. How could he not be a guard? He's 6'5", uh, close to 300 pounds if he's not over 300 pounds. Uh, he's probably about 280, I would say 290. Perfect guard. I mean, in the in a zone blocking scheme, he's perfect. He's perfect, and he went that low? I mean, an absolute, absolute steal absolute steal for the Green Bay Packers and he couldn't have been in a much better situation. I mean, with Matt LaFleur's uh, offensive style, it's going to fit him as a guard perfectly. I mean, but still, I mean, I had way I was hugely I, I was a I'm big, big running fan. I don't know if hugely is a word, but oh, we'll, we'll, we'll pass over that for a second. Um, now let's get into the, what was shocked me too. another one for the kind of the bad route Lavert Hill, undrafted free agent. That kid. Oh, why? What? I don't get why that. How that kid got passed over is beyond me. Same reason. Uh, another thing that shocked me, and I know this isn't an LSU podcast, but um, Randy Moss's son at tight end getting passed over. Every time I watched an LSU game, that fucking kid was making the goddamn play. How the fuck did he get passed over? Still, so NFL's not perfect. I I don't know how Lavert Hill got passed over. I think he has the cover skills. He might not be as fast as what the NFL may want, but he's five ten. Uh, he covers well. I mean, he can do the grab and hold for five yards, just like we see every other NFL cornerback does. So let's not act like they're princesses over there and they just do everything perfectly. So, you know, he, he does everything fine. I don't know why he, he was undrafted. I think, though, the Chiefs is a good landing spot for him. Um, I, I think he'll make the roster. I really do. I mean, let's face it. Brandon Watson made a roster. This dude can make a roster. And we all know how slow Brandon Watson is in coverage. And if that guy can make a fucking roster in the NFL... Almost anybody off our and anybody off our defense can make a roster in the NFL. Brandon Watson, uh, I used to be a fan, but that that uh, Ohio State game in 2018 just destro- I, ruined me for him. Anyways, I, God bless him though. I mean, he's still in the league, so what the fuck do I know, right? Um, not a big surprise because I'm a Michigan. I am a Shea Patterson hater. Uh, like I said, I think he is the fart in the elevator. I think he's a five-star that uh, acted privileged. I don't think he earned. He should have never earned that five-star rating. 
He doesn't have the practice habits of a five-star. And I think on the biggest stages, uh, when he needed to shine, he didn't. And that was against Alabama. And I think the whole world saw that. Uh, the whole NFL world saw that. And then he follows it up with a disappointing thing in the in the uh, uh, Senior Bowl. I mean, not a shock he didn't get fucking drafted. But here's the thing, too. I know there's there's podcasts out there that will defend him. To say that he's put up great passing numbers at Michigan is kind of a laugher. Only because uh, that'd be like saying, well, college football, all we did was run the ball. And now the first quarterback to actually throw the ball is the greatest passer in any college football history. Well, Michigan was mainly a running football team for decades decades, maybe even centuries. For at least a century, I can guarantee you, Michigan ran the ball way more than it passed the ball. And to say that he put up the most passing yards and he looked second best most passing yards next to John Navarre. And if you watch and you've been a Michigan fan for years, you know John Navarre was not Dan Marino. I'll tell you that much. It's ridiculous. He had three good games. Three good games, one of which was Indiana. Let that sink into your fucking brain for a second. One of his best games was against Indiana. And and then Michigan State, that sucked dong. So he's putting up big games against shitty teams. And on and finally, we get an offensive-minded uh, coordinator who has, who is... Uh, what, fifth speed offense compared to Pep Hamilton's fucking offense? Uh, yeah, of course he's going to put up fucking numbers. But w- when the, the fucking s- spotlight shined down on Shea Patterson, he choked the fat dick constantly. And like I've said constantly throughout the last year, he's no good. And the NFL agreed with me. Now, like these other podcasts, and I like the host of this one podcast that I'm talking about. I really do like the host. I think he says some things I, I actually go back and I think about. And I think, well, maybe he's got a good point. This one, he's crazy. This one, he likes Shea Patterson as a person, and he's defending him as a person. Because you can't say out of a 12-game season that three games that he played well, that that's great. And this is the biggest indictment on the on Jim Harbaugh's coaching career is Shea Patterson. It's the biggest black mark. Because whatever he did, he got in over his head. He promised too much. And he was stuck with a kid who refused to practice or refused to do any off-season workouts and just played golf all fucking summer. And it showed. Right? It fucking showed. So I'm done talking about Shea Patterson. And as a matter of fact, I'm stuck. Just thrilled to death. I never have to talk about this fool again. So, moving on from that, let's give a big fucking round of applause to uh, Coach Warner. Holy shit. What a change in our offensive line since he came into the Michigan landscape, right? I mean, that Tim Drevno offensive line was a debacle. It was gross. It got two out of our three starting quarterbacks fucking knocked out for the season. Two out of three. And and the third one, who didn't get hurt? John O'Corn. And even he got hurt. for No, he just sucked and he got pulled. Just two out of three. That's how bad. And our savior was John O'Corn? 
Thank God USC is going to have to deal with Tim Drevno's bullshit from here on out. But Coach Warner, fantastic. Four offensive linemen go into the draft. Four offensive linemen get drafted. Not undrafted free agents, fucking straight out drafted. That's right. That's the first time since 1994, I believe, that every t- that one team put in all its offensive linemen minus one, and they all got drafted. Fantastic. Great job. Give that man a fucking bonus. He deserves it. He changed our offensive line drastically and for the better. Uh, whatever he's doing, uh, it's a, he's a miracle worker. So super excited about that. Love that because uh, Michael and Winyu obviously changed his body style with his uh, off-season workouts. Uh, looks like he now can survive an NFL season. Uh, Runyon, of course, I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Big fan. Bredesen, come on. How he if he's not a seven year Pro Bowler, I'll be shocked if Bredesen's not a seven year Pro Bowler in the pros. But I would just I'll be shocked, especially in the Ravens offense. Come on, man. He's built for this shit. That's perfect. And then Caesar Ruiz, fantastic. I, I know he's gonna be great. I, I don't know exactly um when he may start, but come on. To think that this kid's not gonna kill in the NFL is crazy. So big shout out to fucking Warner and all those kids out there just kicking ass and taking names in this fucking draft. Um, Sean McEwen, I mean, undrafted free agent, but I'll be honest, I did a little research. Um, unless I missed something now, it's quite possible I missed something, but the Dallas Cowboys don't have a starting tight end. That's worth a damn. I mean, I think Jason Witten's no longer there. Right, I mean, I, be, I could be wrong, but I believe Jason Witten is no longer a Dallas Cowboy. So that being said, um, Sean McEwen comes into a tight end room that has a guy named Dalton Schwartz, Schultz, yeah, Dalton Schultz, Blake Jarwin, Blake Bell. You have two guys named Blake. What the fuck are we talking about here? And then some dude named Cole something or whatever. I'm not even going to know the fucking guy's last name. He's probably still not even on the fucking team. So Sean McEwen, even though he's undrafted free agent, I think he can step in and maybe get the fucking starting job because he improved uh, in his blocking. He's ex- He's got pretty fucking good speed. He's got good hands, and he's not a dummy. He's pretty fucking smart. I think he could get the fucking starting job. Don't be shocked if Sean McEwen is the Dallas Cowboys starting tight end at the beginning of this season. Don't be shocked. Because these fucking guys, who the fucking... Their mothers only know who they are on this fucking team. No one else does. Um, Let's see, who else? Oh, DPJ, are we all shocked that he went in the sixth round? <sighs> I don't know. He's with the Browns. That's like a that's like like a catch twenty two, right? Like he can learn from two of the two of the most athletic, uh, like uh, wide receivers that run routes really well. Um, 
they they really know how to use their speed and their footwork to do a lot of great things, but yet they're huge prima donnas, right? Maybe not Jarvis Landry as much as uh, as what's his nuts over there, um, LBJ, but still, it's a two edged sword, right? Like he could work in to be the third guy. Because he's athletic, DPJ's athletic. He's got the the three the three letter nickname, right? I mean, he fits in perfectly. Um, drops balls at all the right times, you know. I mean, he is a Cleveland Brown. Um, so we'll see. I, I wish him as much luck as any other Wolverine that's come through this program. He seems like a fantastic kid, smart kid. I look forward to seeing what he can do with the Browns because I think he fits in perfectly there, which is shocking because I didn't think – I thought he was a lock for the Lions, to be quite honest. I thought the Lions were going to try try and keep him home to get, you know, like the little uh, pump him up type of uh, hometown pub. But the Lions went 100% all Ohio State. So I don't know what they were thinking. But regardless, it's the Lions. So who knows? Um, but I thought he was I thought he was lock a lion. So kind of shocked me he went to the Browns. But it, it, actually, to be quite honest, I think he fits in perfect there. With a new coach, maybe he gets the development that uh, Michigan couldn't give him. And maybe he stops dropping balls. Or he becomes one of the bigger uh, prima donnas in the NFL landscape. And he's forgotten about in two seasons. So I guess we'll find out. But I do wish him luck. Because I, I I think his his ceiling is huge. I, I do. I think he's super athletic. I, I love his speed. Uh but he has to learn how to learn. He has to learn how to run routes, and I think with those two running, oh, those two wide receivers, he'll get that. I really do. And if he learns how to run a route, great. Like a, if he could run a route like a Jerry Judy, fucking forget it. DPJ is going to make some noise, but we'll just see. That's the great thing about this NFL experiment, right? You get to see how these kids progress. Um, let's see here. What else did I write down? Uh. Just a lot of surprises. I mean, 10. I mean, and no one was touching LSU with 14 uh, kids drafted in this. But we did tie Ohio State, I believe, with 10 each that got drafted. 10. And we had 12 if you add in the uh, Sean McEwen and Levert Hill as undrafted free agents. Whatever. They're all in the NFL if you want to do it that way. I don't do it that way, and I don't think most people do. So we have 10. We're tied with Ohio State. So it just goes to show, right? Ohio State, even though they do, they won the first day. And you In the top three picks, you have two come from your school. You're winning the first day. I get it. But overall, we ruled the third day, which <laughs> hopefully someday we can say we ruled the first day. That's what we hope, right? Um, I, I, I just, we, we have the talent. We lack leadership. Once again, this is going to be a podcast that probably ends on the fact that we need leadership. We need the kids that are going to be there now to stand the fuck up and be like, not on my day. Not today. This is my team. We don't make these fucking mistakes. And they have leadership. And let's be honest. Like Harbaugh, for some reason, is Harbaugh and his staff are fantastic at picking out hidden gems, right? Like Khalid Hudson 
fantastic. Who knew when I think he was a three star? Clee Hudson gets into the gets in the NFL. I think John Runyon Jr. three star in the NFL. Josh Uche second round draft pick in the NFL, and just not the NFL, but the cream the cream de la creme of the NFL. The New England Patriots. Granted, doesn't have Brady anymore, but they still have Belichick, and he's a fucking defensive genius. And you don't think he's going to get that kid to develop perfectly? Give me a break. Uh, Uche is f- going to fit in like oh, like a duck to water over there at at with the Patriots. You know what I mean? So we're great at developing uh, low and like, look at Ronnie Bell. Probably going to go to the NFL and probably going to get drafted if he has another good year. If we have another football season, he's going to have a good year. And I really do think three star, maybe even a two star, but I think he was a three finally at the final tally, right? But what we do is we let five stars rot on the vine somehow. Or we're just bad at uh, spotting a five-star talent. Shea Patterson, awful five-star. Uh, privileged, uh, rather play golf than play football. Uh, rather live off his name than actual his work. An awful, awful five-star talent. Uh, I don't even like to call him a talent. He stinks. No good worst and i don't care what podcast tries to build him up and talk about whatever but it's bullshit all you gotta know is that's bullshit awful five star uh dpj uh mixed reviews on that guy he had to see what two three offensive coordinators in his three years at michigan so who knows what he could have done injuries kind of slowed him down as well didn't develop him at all right i mean he developed at a slow pace not what he could have been uh, Derek Green, uh, he gone, long gone. The uh, disappointment. I mean, we don't have a great history of coaching. I mean, Rashawn Gary didn't use him to his greatest ability either. I mean, a lot of people say yes, we used him to be the one that stopped the the run and was like the the blocker or whatever. Took on all the fucking things, and we just let Ch- uh, Chase Winovich do get all the glory. Granted, but still, a guy with immense talent like Rashawn Gary should have made big plays regardless. Because when you saw Mo Hurst play, he was a star, an absolute star. And he still had to take on double teams as well. Um, like Warren Sapp. I mean, just name the, any defensive lineman. It, when they're good, they're good. And Rashawn Gary just wasn't developed properly i think at michigan i i could be wrong sure you could argue it either way he still got in the nfl and he still got in with a top 15 pick or whatever still okay hey he's still good i mean obviously fucking great but he could have been phenomenal um jabril preppers they moved him everywhere in which way and yeah he was explosive he got into the heisman conversation um no one really thought he was that. Uh, obviously, they didn't think he was that great because I don't think he did. He make the first round. I'm sure he made the first round. Uh, I don't know. Just I think he could have probably been better. We just need to do a better job at uh, cultivating and um, making our five stars better athletes. I mean, really getting them to be locks for the NFL instead of maybes. I mean. DPJ went to in the sixth round, and if he was cultivated right, if he was coached up right, he could have been a second round fucking pick. Makes you think. 
I mean, we're great at finding the hidden gems, but we're just not very good at shining the gems that we already have. So, don't know. I mean, I'm, I don't know how to feel about that stuff. I mean, I guess I gave you something, but still, you know, I'm not, I'm not sold on it. Um, I think that's really about it, guys. I mean, overall, this has been a fantastic fucking draft for us. I mean, today I went to go visit a friend. I kind of get out of my house because after being quarantined for, get this, I tested negative for COVID-19, but I still had to be quarantined for a couple, uh, for a certain amount of days just to, you know, make sure I didn't have it. (laughs) Interesting. Um, But no, I just had to get out, go visit a friend real quick. And I couldn't keep up with how many fucking Michigan Wolverines were getting drafted. And, I mean, quality kids that you didn't even expect were going to get there. So, shout out to Mike Dana. Shout out to Glasgow. Um, I mean, even Clee Hudson. I mean, fantastic. I'm so happy he got drafted. I'm, I'm very excited to see what these kids can do. John Runyon. God bless that kid. I can't wait to see what he does. I guaranteed at least three to four years of a pro bowler right there at guard. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, he's going to, he might not be a hall of famer, famer like his pops or cause I don't even know if his pops is in yet, but every defensive lineman who's ever gone up against John Runyon senior has nothing but glowing things to say about him. So if he's not in the hall of fame, he should be. Um, I don't know if he's going to be that great, but he's going to be good. He's going to be a great guard in the NFL. Um, I'm just excited to see what these kids do. I can't wait to see what Lavert Hill does to make the team. I, I'm telling you, Sean McEwen is going has odds-on favorite in my in my opinion. He's going to be the odds-on favorite to be the starting tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. I really think he's that good. I think he he got shortchanged and some stuff, and I think he's he's right there, guys. I really do. Um, but this was exciting, wasn't it? This was something new. This made you feel like football was right around the corner, just an exciting part of the day. I mean, just, I miss sports so much from this fucking COVID bullshit. Oh, God, let's hope college football goes off and we can all just weekly just talk about how great our school is and just the wonderful stuff that goes on with it. I can't wait, man. I, I really hope it happens. Um, but that's it, guys. This is it. Well, great episode. I enjoyed myself. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, listen, pass it on. Tell more people about this fucking show, man. I really needed to take off because I love doing it. I love to become my my thing is, guys. I want to be the number one Michigan podcast in the fucking nation. I want I want to beat the guys that are that are being backed by fucking Sports Illustrator. That's being backed by Wolverine by uh uh locked on i want to beat the guys that are having all these big time companies or you know uh uh u.s weekly or whatever the whatever fucking other shit's going on uh, 24 you know 247 sports and all i want to beat all those guys i mean i'm doing this in a room in my house i have a recording room in my house Guys, I want to do this, and I want to be the best, and I want to create the greatest thing for you guys to enjoy. So get it out there. I mean, if you love it, please, I will get all your friends to listen to it. If not, I get it. Whatever. Keep it to yourself. But if you really like the show, help a brother out. 
so we can dominate. Because trust me, when we make, when I make it big, we all make it big. I'm Italian. I believe in family, and I believe in carrying everyone together. So let's do it up, all right, um, guys. Once again, this was fantastic. I love this. Uh, it's great to be a Michigan Wolverine, right? It is. We love it. It's always going to be great to be a Michigan Wolverine, and always and forever, guys. Go blue.